0: Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, we're, we're in 2 Samuel. Remember 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel started out with, oh, oh let me just do it this way. First Samuel starts out with, it's, it's, the book is referenced, Samuel, he's just a prophet. But he didn't start up being a prophet, an old man with a beard. No, he wasn't even born. And, and we'll put it this way, he couldn't be born. His mother's name was Hannah, remember that? This is chapter 1. She couldn't have any kids. Israel at this time was running for cover. Yeah, they'd already blew away Egypt. And you've already, remember, you already passed through Joshua. They took over the promised land. Then they lost it all because they're worshiping idols. But, you know, some of them, you know, were trying to do their best and serve the Lord. So the tabernacle, not a temple, was still in operation. People were still doing their best to try to, but others were worshiping these other idols. So they're all running for cover. But anyway, when they would come to the Passover, Hannah came down there and, and she had a, you know, what do you call it, your sister-in-law? Because... <laughs> Her husband had another wife, you know, Penuel was her name. And she had a lot of kids and she was just rubbing it in. (laughs) You can't have kids. That's what Samuel's mother. And, but she's promised the Lord, Lord, you know, if you'll give me a child, you know, I'll give him to you. And that's what happened. And so Samuel means what? Asked of God. And so that's that story at the first. And so he works for Eli, who's the high priest. But anyway, this, this chapter goes on. It's perfect. It's wonderful history because uh, remember the book of Ruth? Now Ruth is going to be grandma to David, so that's where we're heading to David. Because you got when Jesus comes along, he's called the son of David. Have mercy on me, the blind men would say, or the demon possessed. Well, the woman had a demon possessed uh, uh, daughter. When Jesus walked fifty miles just to help her, and turned and came back, she said, "Son of David, son of David, son of David." Then Matthew chapter one, just for just just for funny, look at Matthew. So you wonder why is all this here? Well, we're, we're, you're seeing the only history we have, which is the history. What more do you need? It tells you. Look at this. Matthew chapter 1, the first verse in, the, in your New Testament. These are the ancestors of Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David and of Abraham. Now, what will we say today? Ah, You don't know where you're from. You're probably a canardly. A canardly? What's that? Yeah, I can hardly tell who you're from. You know, whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's really for a dog. You know, that's a canardly dog there. What's that? You can hardly tell what it is. But, I mean, these are true. These records go back. Wow. And people were not bozos and stuff. And time is a lot shorter than you think, praise the Lord. Okay, so we already know the clock going back to when Jesus was here 2,000 years ago. All right, so now we see this king, of, uh, he's a descendant of, of David and of, uh, of Abraham. And uh, let's, let's pick up at the end of this genealogy. It doesn't go on forever. It's, only fifth, it's, uh, it's 14, 14, 14. Yeah, look at this. There's 14 generations from Abraham. And we always know three of them. Sometimes some of us know four. I know my great-granddaddy. I know my great-great-granddaddy. I mean, they never saw him, but you know the name. It was a John Henry A. Day or whatever. So they tell me. So I can think of four. It Wouldn't it be easy to figure 14, you know? And surely if you had all the information, you could go back and go your way. We were all created from one. It's amazing. I mean, Jesus thinks so. All right. You say, but it only goes back to... But here it only goes back to, uh, to Abraham. Well, look at this. All right. And we're not arguing about ourselves. We're just seeing the facts here. So look at this. Look at... in Luke... Luke's another account of Jesus's, uh, of, uh, oh, what he did when he was here. Let me skip down to Luke chapter 3. Yeah, here we go. Look at this. Jesus was about 30 years old, Luke 3, verse 23, when he began his public ministry. Jesus was no, was known as the son of Joseph, Eli. You know, these guys, here's dad, my dad, my dad, my dad, my dad. Here they go all the way through the list. But look how far this one goes. Oh, my goodness. They shouldn't have done this because they incriminated themselves. No, they didn't. Oh, look. Well, so let's don't pass David. See there? Nathan's father was David. David's father was Jesse. Jesse's father was Boaz. Remember, Boaz married Ruth. Wow. Okay. Okay. Skip on down. Here we go. Here's, you see Judah there. Judah was Isaac. There's Abraham. Wow. There's Terah, Nair, Sarug, Rui. There was 10 all the way to, 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 to Noah, if you count them. And here's Shem. There's Noah. And there's Lamech. Oh, Methuselah. Oh, yep. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. All the way back to Adam. Incredible. Well, the Bible thinks we believe these things. I mean, because the Bible's just going to be sitting there as a fact, and we can take it, uh, you know, or, or disregard it. Let me, let's go back to one other thing I want to see in Genesis here. Uh, when Adam and Eve, they had to leave the garden. A little note here is kind of neat. Remember he said, yeah, but Adam said, it's the woman you gave me. She gave it to me, and I ate it. Well, it was true. She passed the buck to the serpent, which was true, you know. They didn't just do it on their own. But now, let's skip on down here to, look at there, it is is twenty. The man named Eve, his uh, the man named his wife Eve. Meaning, look at that, the phony one. We had to throw this. This that's why this book is not a mythological book. But boy, they will pound you today. Oh, it's just referencing mythological. No, it's not. Praise the Lord. Our whole foundation, the resurrection today on Easter should be mythological. Then. But if you think about it, what kind of point would that make? Well, I'm turning over a new leaf. This is a new year, so I promise to be better. That's not the story of Jesus. The disciples were just taken in. It, it, he died. They didn't want to ask him what he was talking about. He said, they're going to, the, the high priest, they're going to take me. The Romans, are going to kill me. And on the third day, I'm going to rise again. They didn't want to ask him what that meant. And they were terrified because they knew they were all going to get wiped out. They were scared. Notice this. He named his wife Eve, meaning the life-giving one. What? For he shall become the mother of all mankind. Now, one of my favorite guys I like to listen to is Walt Brown. Ah, well, read about him, whatever. But you can, you can hear some of his stuff on YouTube. But he's a PhD whatever from... Whatever university in Texas, head of whatever department right there. But anyway, the DNA thing is kind of interesting. They've got a structure here, and they actually, because they were saying, can you actually track back to, well, they can regionally track back the, uh, the, the chrom- you get 23 chromosomes from a woman, you get 23 from the mom and the dad. Okay. And part of those sets, remember, it's vi- volumes and volumes and volumes of coded data, uh, actually can track back to a region of the world, which is like, well, you, Richard, you, really, you think this stuff is true? No. Uh, yeah, we, we already know it's true because we believe the Lord. Praise the Lord. But anyway, it's, it's just neat to see that uh, these things are really so. Okay, so now we know about, uh, let me look at one more little thing here. In Revelation chapter 3, let's go right here. Again, all this David, 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 David. Let's see if we see it here. Yeah, look at this. Write to the leader of the church of Philadelphia. This message is sent to you by the one who is holy and true. and has the key of David. Key of, oh, what is We're reading about him. And if we've already seen in 1 Samuel, my goodness, well, notice what it says. To open what no one can shut and shut what no one can open. Some, some people, if you say, name me some things about David. They'll go, oh, the 23rd Psalm. Then they go, they go, oh, uh, Bathsheba. <laughs> Is that all you know about him? Well, thankfully, you know about the Bathsheba thing because if you think it through, you go, wait a minute. Well, who was Bathsheba's son? Well, I, I don't know. Solomon. Out of that... Horrible incident, whatever. Remember, David committed murder there. He had her husband. Said, "Well, send him to the Russian front. (laughs) Send him on the front line there." (laughs) Boy, Nathan the prophet had to go in there and say, "Hey, uh, boss, uh, you made a big boo-boo here." You know. Anyway, David repented of it. But now let me let's go back. You say we're scattering through a lot of stuff. Yeah, but look how important this is. Let's go to the Book of Psalms here. Let's go look at one hundred three. And look at one. I will bless the... This is bless the Lord all my soul all that's within me. This is the Living Bible. Yes, I will bless the Lord and forget not. So important. Forget not. All the glorious things He does for me. This is personal. Don't worry about the people in Africa. He loves them too. Get it to you first and then you'll be a missionary to those in Africa. Look at that. He forgives all my sins. I was on the way to Birmingham the other day and ran across. I was going to ask Dustin Melody about this fantastic song. Just super song. But anyway, one of the verses was... His forgiveness is my shield. And I thought, praise God, that's a good line. That's a good line. You're not going to get there on your own merit. Now, notice what else he says. He heals me. Praise the Lord. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and I love a little part right in here. Uh, let's see. Look at this. Look at verse 10. He has not punished us as we deserve for our sins. Yet all the time we're thinking, oh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Oh, no, no. No, the King James says he's not dealt with us after our transgressions. In other words, it, it, he's just not going to, praise the Lord. Okay, now let's go right straight to the heart of this. So we left off here at, uh, now, so somebody like this, and it wasn't like, you know, God just selected this guy. No, David did his, did his part. David loved the Lord. Oh, so here we go. So remember Saul, Oh, uh, now David loved Saul and he loved his, his son, Jonathan. But now we know that, and remember this they don 't know Saul 's dead yet. that happened at the last chapter. So David returned to Ziklag after slaughtering the Amalekites. three days later, a man from the Israeli army, with his clothes torn and his dirt on his head, a sign of mourning, he fell to the ground before David in deep respect. Remember, David has been having to hide away from Saul because he's, <laughs> Saul wants him killed he 's the only one. Israel loves David. Where do you come from? David said from the Israeli army Now remember we 're in a high tech society. we get stuff instantaneously. They were clueless. What happened, David demanded. Tell me how the battle went. Now remember, David was going to be in this battle, but he was going to be on the opposite side. And then the commanders for the Canaanites were like, don't you dare let David fight with us. You know, because he'll switch and he'll turn and become an Israelite. You know, he'll, okay. Our entire army fled. Thousands of men are dead and wounded in the field. Saul and his son, Jonathan, had been killed. (gasps) Boy, this blew David away. How do you know they're dead? Well, because I was on Mount Boab, now he's going to recount what just happened in the previous chapter. I was on Mount Gilboa. Saul was leaning against his spear with the enemy chariots closing in. Remember, he had been wounded with arrows, and he couldn't die. He was trying to kill himself. He didn't want to be, you know, what do you call it, tortured. He saw me, and he cried out for me to come to him. Who are you, he asked. I'm an Amalekite, I replied. Come and put me out of my misery, he begged, for I'm in terrible pain here, you know, uh, and pain lingers, pain, but life lingers on. So I killed him, for I knew he couldn't live. Look at that. Then I took his crown and one of his bracelets to bring to you my Lord. Now everybody knew who David was. And this guy was trying to help out. David and his men tore their clothes in sorrow when they heard the news. They mourned and wept and fasted all day for Saul and his son Jonathan and for the Lord's people and for the men of Israel who had died that day. Wow. Then David and the young men... No, then David said to the, young men who brought the new, to the young man who brought the news, where are you from? I'm an Amalekite. Why'd you kill God's chosen king? David demanded. Then he told one of his young men, kill him. Boy, and so one of them did. Ran him through with a sword and died. You died self-condemned, David said, for you yourself confessed that you killed God's appointed king. Oh, I want to point out many times in some of David's Psalms, he'll say in the Lord, basically like we hear in the British say, you know, save the king. You see that in the Psalms. And you're the king today. We're a kingdom of priests and whatever, but more than conquerors. That line belongs to us as well. Okay, then David composed a dirge. What's that? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, it's a song about you know somebody dying. But now watch this. This is history, isn't it? Because this is not a, a pretty little spiritual story. What pretty little spiritual thing have we gotten so far? No, we just draw from it like the resurrection was not a mythological pretty little spiritual story. It happened. Hallelujah. That's what makes it so great. He composed a surge for Jonathan, a dirge for Saul and Jonathan, and commanded uh, that it be sung throughout Israel, and, it, and it's quoted here. look at this. from the book, Heroic ballads. Where's that book at? It's out there somewhere. It was recorded, recorded.'s what I want to tell you. These are not a bunch of country bumpkins writing on the back of a piece of watermelon and deteriorates, or whatever. No. Here's what he said, O Israel, this is a song. Your pride and joy lies dead upon the hills. Mighty heroes have fallen. Don't tell the Philistines lest they rejoice. Hide it from the cities of Gath and Ascalon. Let the uh, the heathen nations laugh in triumph. O Mount Gilboa, let there be no dew nor rain upon you. Let no crops or grain grow on your slopes. Now why? Sometimes up, sometimes down. No, we're not supposed to have these down moments. According to what the Lord told Moses, good grief! You're blessed going in, blessed going out. Anyway, so this is this is a reason to be sad here. Okay, for the mighty, for there the mighty Saul has died. He is God's appointed king no more. Both Saul and Jonathan slew their strongest foes. Remember, there was a day we read in First Samuel when nobody in Israel had a sword. The only swords that they had were Saul and Jonathan's, <laughs> till they wiped out the first bunch of them. Then their whole field was full of weapons and stuff. But anyway, how much they were loved. How wonderful they were. Look, look what else he keeps saying. This is about the end of this. Watch this. Both Saul and Jonathan, they were together in life and death. They were swifter than eagles, stronger than lions. You talk about more than a conqueror. Were they just lucky? This was the Lord throughout their life. Remember, remember Saul, though he turned against the Lord later. Hence what was going on here. Okay, but now, look at this. But now, O oh, women of Israel, weep for Saul. Look at that. He enriched you with, well, that stuff, By goodness, we don't need none of this. Oh, why David put it in there? His son, matter of fact, David, when we get to the end of David, David has all this mass wealth that he's gotten. And he lays it all out. He, the numbers are all there. And he says, I've given this to Solomon. When Solomon begins to take over, use this to build the temple. Praise the Lord. And if you're hurting financially, you need to quit hurting. You don't, because it, the Lord's supposed to help you. So watch this. With, he enriched you with fine clothes and gold ornaments. These mighty fo, excuse me, these mighty uh, heroes—have fallen in the midst of battle. Jonathan is slain upon the hills. Look at that! Remember, we read about him and Jonathan earlier. And they were already crying just five or six, you know, seven chapters. I mean, First Samuel seventeen is David's the kid he kills Goliath. So this is not very far. It's just we are too busy in our life to read the Bible. And you got to stop that and say no, no, no. I'm not too busy to reading the Bible. You can read two chapters before you finish one cup of coffee, and you'll go, man, God, I feel so much better. It's just, it's just do it that way. Don't Google it. Oh my gosh, don't Google it. You talk today in our society. It's so good to see watching fake news. Use that to help you. That's fake news. You go back right to the source. Don't call me on the phone. And ask me what happened to David. What if I'm having a bad day? Uh, well, David was. Yeah, you know, he was. Uh, don't ask me. Read the Bible yourself. Praise the Lord. You know, not be nice and stuff. But I'm just telling you, d- go to the source. So he says. Uh, how, uh, oh, he said, uh, how much I loved you. Your love was uh, for me was deeper than the love of women. See, that's where those idiots come in. They go, see, he was gay. Pfft, they never read the story. So stupid. I remember my best friends in high school. It wasn't anything I wouldn't do for him. And if you saw the dirty dozen, there wasn't anything those men wouldn't do for each other. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a comrade of between people. That, I mean, whew, when the bullets are flying, man, you're close. Anyway, the mighty ones have fallen. They're stripped of their weapons and dead. Now we read this 10 years from now. No, we don't. Here we go, chapter 2. David then asked the Lord, shall I move back to Judah? Remember, he was on the outside of Israel. And the Lord said, yeah, go back. Which city should I go to? The Lord replied, Hebron. Now. no. Before we go any further, remember, David's always you. David's you. Or quit reading this 23rd Psalm. No, the Lord is my, you know, is, is, don't I'm single Laura out here. because Laura does this just naturally. And that's what we all should do. If you guys ask the Lord, he'll tell you. The scripture tells you in James, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of the Lord. And he'll give it to you. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Look at this. It's Revelation 3 where we just were just right above where he said the key which David had, no man can open, no man can close. This is Jesus standing at your door. He said, if any man, he's not talking to the world, although he does deal with the world. You know, this is you. We're the one with the door closed. Well, I don't, I'm not going to ask the Lord. for. Yes, you do. Just like I like to say Jimmy Stewart on It's a Wonderful Life. I'm not a praying man. (laughs) We are a praying man. That's a good line. you know, And that still was good. So here we go. He says, should I go back to uh, Israel? Yeah. So David and his wives, Ahanoah from Jezreel and Abigail the widow uh, from Nabal. Well, that's where his trouble was. See, people can stop here and go, guy had two wives. Can't do that. Messes up. It's history. And we got to look at history instead of looking at Psychology. Don't you think it really affected these two women? <laughs> what would be their problem. They need to be asking the Lord about their own personal life, you know. We deep dive into some things that are not even there. Then the leaders of Judah came to David and crowned him king of the Judean Confederacy. Now remember, it's like the SEC. There's 12, there's 12 teams. Auburn hadn't come along yet, you know. No, actually, they were and whatever, and but Kentucky, you know, they were in Missouri, and we know Texas A&M's not playing yet. No, actually, they really wanted to. They didn't want to support Saul. So, here's what they did. So, the men of Jabesh Gilead, no, excuse me. So, when David heard that the men of Jabesh Gilead, that was a town, let's say it was in, in the Georgia SEC region, you know, whatever, in Benjamin, they had buried Saul. He sent them